Hamsters. 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 Mind Gap Podcast. Guys, welcome to Mind Gap. I'm Doug. I'm Justin. And boy, do we have a guest for you this week. Do we? Oh, yeah. All you right. may know her from Jim and Melissa. What? You may know her from uh, IO5Bs that are about to start. What? You may know her from her Second City uh, Running 6 performance on Boy Girl Party. What? Please welcome Shelby Hey, guys. Welcome. <laughs> Thanks. Hey. Hey. <laughs> welcome. <laughs> Thanks for being here. Thank you for having me. Yeah. This is great. This is so exciting. Um, so, Shelby, um, you are a fantastic writer, fantastic Thank improviser, you. great comedian. Um, where did you? Uh, where are you from originally? I'm originally from Los Angeles, California. Great. I was going to take a guess, and I would have whiffed. I was like, oh, really? I was where like, would you have guessed? I was just going to throw out Wisconsin. I don't know why. <laughs> All right. You know, All right. you're from Los Angeles. I didn't know Yeah. That. I, normally, my accent gives me away a little bit. It's gotten, I went to college on the East Coast, so it's gotten a little more. I, just, I don't really pick up on yeah, an accent at all. Yeah. It'll come out a lot. Because okay. Because you'll know, like, What's, I have a lot of vocal fry, and I think that's where it comes out. The I was just, just told me about what that is. I, literally in the elevator coming up here, really? I was like, have you ever heard of vocal fry? <laughs> I was like, is that a restaurant? <laughs> <laughs> it sounds delicious. Can I order one? No. If only. <laughs> so <laughs> explain what vocal fry is for anyone who doesn't who doesn't know what that it's means. It's basically when your vocal cords are so damaged from elongating vowels or mispronouncing consonants where it just like sounds like this. Like it's very <laughs> it's much the Kardashian noise. Yeah, yeah, it's very much it's very big. It's like the natural Southern California accent because we don't we call it the Kardashian mating call. Mm. <laughs> That's what it is. That's the noise they make in their natural habitat. They're a little more our valley girl, so they have like more of that wine on top of the fry. Nice. Yeah. Nice. <laughs> I was good picking that accent apart. I like that. Nice. I like that. Well done. So you were originally from LA. Yeah. But you went to school on the East Coast? I went to college in Baltimore. Okay, nice. Yeah. What what college did you go to? Johns Hopkins. Nice. And what'd you study? I studied history, so I've taken a sharp left turn with <laughs> my life. <laughs> That's awesome. So what brought you to Chicago? Pretty much comedy. Uh, I was looking originally when I started. I did acting and a lot of comedy stuff growing up. And because I grew up in L.A., everybody was in the industry. Sure. And I just kind of was like, I don't want to be in middle school basketball coach who claims she's an actress which seemed like the reality of life (laughs) growing up so when i went to college i was like oh i'm gonna go into politics which was kind of my other love and i got very jaded doing that and then i was like great i'll go into sports it's the same it's like what i like about politics and i got very jaded doing that (laughs) and i wasn't getting any jobs when i was kind of winding down with school and i was really panicking because i didn't understand i'm like i'm i'm graduating with honors like i've had like i've worked from everywhere from like congress to major league baseball and wow i yeah so i was like i feel like i'm i felt entitled because i was also at hopkins so mm-hmm. that's everyone is just real about privilege there <laughs> um so i felt entitled and was like very upset that i wasn't getting jobs and i was also super depressed all throughout college and sure. my dad kind of called me out one night 
about a month before I graduated and was like, hey, you were only ever really happy writing and performing. Mm-hmm. Maybe it's time to revisit that. Wow. wow. That's yeah. fucking That's awesome. awesome. Yeah. Like, not a lot of parents would go down that road and be like, hey, I actually recognize that this makes you happy, and I'm cool with it. Like, give it a shot. Yeah. Yeah. That's awesome, man. That's, wow. pretty, that's pretty amazing. And within a month of graduating, I was just, I decided I was going to come to Chicago because I loved Chris Farley, and I was like, he did Second City, so I <laughs> just decided to move out here. That's it, yeah. yeah. Nice. Wow. What a great community, too, just for yeah. just not only comedy, but theater and otherwise, like a great place to be. And I think a lot of people tend to forget that. Not obviously in the Midwest. Yeah. Like everyone seems to recognize it, but on the coasts. Right, I knew to... nothing about Chicago. Yeah. yeah, like when I came here, my perception was like the Blues Brothers mm-hmm. and <laughs> John yeah. Hughes movies. Basically, <laughs> like, that's all I knew. Of Everybody either talks like this, uh-huh. or they all are running around on their day off of school in the middle of Chicago. Right, exactly. exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was all I knew. And yeah. I was very pleasantly surprised when I arrived here. <laughs> Chicago will w- open you; they, it will welcome you with open arms. Like, yeah. it, like they, you get there, and Chicago just basically hugs you and goes, "Come on in, yeah. Yeah. let's let's it's make like, some shit." It's like the best city. Yeah, I sometimes think about leaving, and it makes me only sad. Yeah, <laughs> see, that's how you know you're in the right place. Yeah, yeah. no, what? I I agree with you because I feel like I had some friends that grew or he went to school specifically at USC after high school, and he told me like how hard it was to really get to know people because there was this facade that they put up as far as like, oh, yeah, I'm a writer. Oh, I'm an actor. Oh, I'm a musician. I'm a blah, 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 blah. And that was so superficial. It was hard for him to really, like, connect with people. So I can only imagine what that would be like to come to Chicago, obviously, along the way from going to John Hopkins and everything like that, and see, hopefully, you would see something, maybe a different, excuse me, atmosphere. Yeah, totally. Well, even going to John Hopkins, too, where you said everyone was kind of privileged. And so, like, you got it from, like, on the West Coast, they're so, you know, I'm, I'm this or I'm that. And then on the East Coast, they're so like, well, I deserve this and deserve that. And then you come to the Midwest and it's like, welcome. <laughs> yeah. Hey. Yeah, yeah. Chicago's kind of has the best of the East and the West Coast, mm-hmm. I feel like. Because cool. the thing with like LA and like home, I think a lot of it and like what I really was happy to leave is just like the lack of ambition and drive. Mm. It's just there's no culture of necessarily like working hard and sort to gain things. It's more like working at a place to maintain homeostasis, mm-hmm. and that never felt fulfilling. Like even growing up, like I was great always use frustrated. of homeostasis, by the way. Thanks. <laughs> so infrequently do you hear that in conversation? <laughs> yeah, that was refreshing. That, that was yeah. really good. Nice job. Sorry <laughs> to you, interrupt. That was you. excellent. My hat. <laughs> no, my hat off. <laughs> uh, and then the East Coast, I just immediately was struck how rude everyone is. And, like, I don't know if it comes necessarily always from a place of entitlement, but I just remember, like, one of the first things happening is moving into my dorm and nobody holding a door open for me and my mom trying to move boxes in, which is just, like, crazy because... Or, like, pushing their chairs and stuff like that, which is always getting in my... I'm like, just clean up! Like... (laughs) I think part of that's just college. Right. Yeah. But I think people on the East Coast were probably waiting for their maids to come in and clean it up for them. (laughs) Joffrey... Giles? Where is he? Mm. Oh. He's fired. Well, mm. if he comes back around, tell him he's fired. I don't want him. <laughs> what would the uh, so what's the what's the goal for you then? Like where what is what is the the apex of your career? Like what is that for you? That is a great like, do you want to write for a sitcom or write for like SNL or no, do you I could like never create your be own a writer? Thing? I gotta be in front of the screen. Okay, fair enough. <laughs> uh, yeah, I or mean, do you want to write your own like write for yourself to then perform? 
Yeah, I yeah. kind of even say this to my to people too. I I like writing fine, and I'm happy to write for myself, and that's about where it ends. Yeah, <laughs> uh, I love performing. That's yeah. where I get the most pleasure. Like I'm happy to write, and I am okay doing that. Sure. But I, I it comes with more ease and more pleasure to be performing and seeing people laugh. So then in that regard, then would you want to be, I mean, would it be TV? Would it be theater? Would it be like where movies, like what would it be for you? Yeah. I'm not even really sure. I kind of go back and forth because I think I, I really do think I would miss if I were to do TV or movies live theater yeah. because that immediate rush and feedback is just so, I mean like (laughs) that's a high in itself. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, especially with improv, because I feel like that's like you're performing magic. Yeah. Yes. Uh, so I feel like I, I would miss that a lot. I think I love TV and movies so much, though. I think like ever since I was a kid, I mean, I consume so much pop culture that sure. I just want to be a part of that. Right, right, right. Uh, so in that sense, either any of those things. Yeah. But I don't know if I can necessarily even really stick to one vehicle. I feel like I, I like having my hands in all the piles. And that's fair. I think that's totally doable in, in the today's society, or just the way the entertainment culture is going now. Like, there's so many people who, you know, you listen to any actor, like, give an interview, and they're like, yeah, I'm, you know, I'm doing this, and then I'm, I got a couple shows where either they do stand-up somewhere else, and then they go and they either host a show or they, you know, act somewhere, then they got a small bit in a movie. that Like, they're, they jump around and do all these different things. You know, look at Amy Schumer. Sure. She's an author. She does stand-up. She, you know, has her own sit, uh, sketch show. She does mm-hmm. move. Like, you can, you can, now, it's not as fractioned as it used to be where it was like, oh, this guy's, that's a TV guy. He can't come to movies. Right. Like, it was so, in the 80s, it was so, you were either TV or you were movies and that. Yeah. And if you made the jump, it was like, you, you went to a different like you were applauded, like oh my god, he did it. Well, I think part of it is just like the production schedules are so different between TV and movies that it's hard to maintain both, which is probably what led to the barrier. But right. also, it's, it's like no, 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 you're small screen, right? Well, I think yeah, for, yeah I, I agree with the the production thing, but I think there was that mentality of like oh no, you're from a different medium, you don't work, you don't work here, like you your thing, you don't get it, your shtick yeah. doesn't work where we work, yeah. But I also, it's interesting because I was just listening to the Nerdist podcast with Seth Rogen when he's talking about trying to get a uh, sausage party made. Oh, yeah. And he's like, that was a six-year process because it took him three Holy years. crap. It took him three years to write it and then like another three years for someone to actually agree to do it because <laughs> people would be like, we love this movie. We're not going to do it. We're not going to make it. But we can't wait to see it. And he said, like, I think his co-writer, Evan, I can't remember his last name, but he also did... Uh, oh, uh, uh, this is the end. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Evan um, Goldberg. Goldberg. Yeah. I think it's Goldberg. Yeah. And uh, he said, Evan was like, you know what we should do? We should go to these pitch meetings in in hot dog suits because there's going to be a bidding war for this stuff, and we just got to show them that we're confident. And he said, and Seth Rogen was like, they were about to go to the meeting, and they got a call that was like, hey, uh, they loved it, but they're not going to do it. And he said, if we had been in hot dog suits, that would have made that that's that moment so much worse. As they're, they're not even in the car yet, but they're in hot dog suits just going, they don't want to do the movie. But <laughs> We're just sad hot dogs walking away just, from the pitch whoop, meeting. Whoop, whoop. But, I mean, it's, it, it's definitely a challenge. He said one of the reasons why he was able to do Preacher was because they looked at him as like, oh, this is a, this is a movie guy. Right. Yeah. This is a movie guy. He's trying to do TV stuff. Yeah, we could totally let him do it. He said it was also a bit of luck. But he's yeah, like, there yeah. was wonderful scripts that were made for Preacher for movies and otherwise, but... For some reason, like, oh, Seth Rogen could do this. Yeah. <laughs> I think before it was just so hard to get movies off of the ground that mm-hmm. it was just inherently a higher standard. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And now it's almost flip-flopped where TV shows are now 
creating their own budgets and restrictions and oh, whether yeah. it's network versus streaming versus cable. Network can go die in a fire as far as I'm concerned. <laughs> network is just a bunch of steaming pile of crap. There's a couple, like, actually this past year had really good network, like, sitcoms. They weren't really multicam, but I was shocked how many weren't renewed. And mm-hmm. I don't know if that was just yeah. a change in the tides with Hulu and Netflix having such good comedy coming out of them yeah Yeah. it's a good thing because it shows these network these networks it's like you better get your shit together because you are losing people oh netflix and hulu and these these streaming platforms that it's like used to be hbo was like well this is where your prime time stuff's gonna be for like amazing and they still do it but netflix has made some incredible gains hulu's done some stuff amazon's trying to get in the mix like there's a lot of other platforms that are like hey i mean freaking uh what is it uh stars is going to try and do The Boys. Yeah. I think this is The Boys. Yeah. Oh, really? In which I'm like... Showtime's got Homeland, which is just like knocking everyone out. Uh, yeah. yeah. Shameless is like yeah. the Shameless, greatest. There you go, yeah. Yeah. yeah it's, it, there's just tons and tons of content out there. And really, it, it is like a resurgence to TV, but non-network TV, which right. I love because I hate the network formulas. I hate them. I, I agree to that. I, I agree for the most part to that. But I mean, what I, I there I, there are I think some shows that rise above. Like um, uh, Blackish is yeah absolutely hysterical. Mm-hmm. Uh, Modern Family, one of the I think one of the most smartly written shows on television right now. So I, I think but that's even gotten kind of formulaic. I don't has. know if that's I, yeah, a backlash it, to how it was launched or yeah. I, I I agree. It, it is starting to 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 wear, but I think it it has had. I mean, let me rephrase it. It has had some of the best written shows I think in the last at least five plus years. Yeah. yeah. On on network television. Um, but NBC is just they they are really hurting. They need a winner. Yeah. Like they have. I mean, they rested their laurels on Friends for a while, and then they were just like, well, maybe this. Nope. Maybe this. Uh oh. Uh this. Guys, anyone? No? Yeah. Okay. I feel, I feel like the thing with NBC is they've gotten comfortable with niche comedy because both The Office and Parks, I think, catered yeah. to a very specific... Mm-hmm. Community was the same way. Yeah, yeah. It was just very niche and like they had a stable audience, but yeah. it was not necessarily a like... Huge, yeah. Right. Yeah. And you mean the apocalypse? That's all right. I feel like that's... I haven't it, seen that one. It's good and it has great acting yeah. and it's really well written, but I have a feeling that... It's, it's on its way. Be, yeah. yeah, it's going to be like another season and then out. Have you seen Superstore yet? Yeah, which I think is has promise. Yeah. I mean, I, that I haven't has a good cast. more than one episode of that so far. But yeah, it's it's not for not wanting to. I just haven't gotten a chance to. Yeah, it's all right. I mean, that I wouldn't call it like laugh out loud funny, <laughs> sure. which I think is also the problem. I think some of these shows is they're not laugh out loud funny. They're sure. more like, oh, I recognize that, huh, versus... I'm trying to think of like a great example, but even like the early seasons of Orange is the New Black, I think had really poignant and laugh out loud funny moments sure. right next to each other. Right. Yeah. Which makes a huge difference. Yeah, absolutely it does. Yeah. Or difficult people. I don't know if you guys watch that, but like. No. Oh, with I, Billy Eichner? Yeah. I haven't watched that, but I, God, I want to watch. I, I, there's just so much. I can't consume it all. Yeah, it is crazy. That I is high on my that, list. And yeah. I would say every episode has lines that I'm oh, just man. dying at. He's so funny, though. I mean, my God. Yeah, I like him a lot. I don't know who that is. You would recognize him if you. He does Billy it? on the Street. What was his name? Billy Eichner. Oh yeah, I do. Yeah. I yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. He's got the very like big, flamboyant, loud personality. Yeah he's, yeah, he's very funny. Yeah, very funny guy. That's cool. So while we're in the the realm of movies and yeah. TV shows, guys, did you hear the news about Zendaya Marie Stormer Coleman? 
also known as Zendaya. She just goes by Zendaya. Yeah, it's easier. Yeah, it's easier to do that. She was allegedly cast as Mary like five Jane. Five names. Yeah, right. She was allegedly cast as Mary Jane Watson for the upcoming Spider-Man. Is it allegedly, film. or I thought that was confirmed? I've heard from multiple sources that like she was cast, but they don't know if it's for Mary Jane or not. Some people ah. are like deciding exactly what it is. Yeah, I think of, or what the rumor started. Someone maybe saw a call sheet, and that was how yeah. It, there's an audition yeah. seat, and they were looking at every other person that was like cast, and there wasn't a Mary Jane, and okay. they're like. Based on these other things, that like they're saying it makes sense that she would be the Mary Jane casting. And the fucking internet just lost its mind. Yeah. Because Zendaya is part black. And everyone's like, what? And just, you know, the butt hurt just started all over again for this situation. Yeah. And it was absolutely insane to me that someone would be that pissed. Well, people overreacting to castings in general, not just because, oh, that's the wrong ethnicity or that's the wrong look. Like, just <clears throat> in general, again, like, we've talked about this in the podcast. When Heath Ledger was cast as the Joker, mm-hmm. everyone was just like, what the fuck? Like, not, not, this isn't going to work. And everyone Nike's lost out. their minds. Right. <laughs> Good. Nice tie-in. Nice tie-in. Um, <laughs> um, but, yeah, like, they lost their fucking minds. And then, you know, with uh, Affleck cast as, uh, Batman. as Batman, which, you know, obviously the movie blew big nuts. Actually, but he was, like, the best part of that movie. Yeah. Really Absolutely. Well so Absolutely. I think people just are innate. Like, they want to have that visceral, like, no reaction. Right away. I feel it's almost like ingrained into us. Well, what's really upset me is just like when it's come to the racial stuff yeah. where I'm like, it doesn't matter. Right. Like I, I look at that sort of stuff. I'm like, that's great. I don't need someone to have their hair dyed red right. so that they can right. play <laughs> Mary Jane. Like I don't, I don't need that. Like right. I find the right person for the role. I, what I need is chemistry. As yeah. long as the two of them have chemistry, yeah. that's like you need. It's, it's about, again, it's like an improv. It's mm-hmm. about the relationship. Yeah. If they can, if I can believe that, I don't give a shit what they look like. Yeah. yeah, I would say out of all of the Peter Parker interests, too, she is the most kind of just fits into like a trope. Sure. <laughs> In a sense, I feel like she is very interchangeable. It doesn't matter who she is, whether or not it's like on the screen versus the comics or whatever. Look, I mean, her whole f- point is essentially that she is the love interest mm-hmm. of Peter Parker, and that she's essentially like she's like the hot girl in school right yeah exactly yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. She, she's the one that has his complete and undivided attention and yeah exactly right and i think it's great casting mm-hmm. i mean i also think she's a great actress mm-hmm. so yeah. i yeah. think that it's exciting. i'm not too familiar with her work what else has she done she was in dope and i'm trying okay. to think of what else she was in this past year dope. that's a great movie yeah um she started out as a disney kid didn't she start? Maybe, yeah. I thought I she started so. out on like some, yeah. like, yeah, I can't remember what show that was, but we'll, we'll look it up as I we talk I think she more. also maybe did one of the voices on the, like, the new Partridge family, the okay. animated. Okay. Um, but she's great, and I think it'll be, I'm excited. I Honestly, every time that they've announced any person in this cast, I've been more and more excited about yeah. this movie. Which is a nice thing about Spider-Man <laughs> after the past right. like Ugh. fifteen years. Well, it's nice to knowing that Marvel's got it under control, so that makes me happy. As yeah. opposed to Sony just going, "Oh, we're gonna fuck it up." <clears throat> like, so thanks, Sony. Currently in KC Undercover, which I've actually i my I have a niece, so I've seen a few of those, <laughs> and uh, it's actually kind of an entertaining show. So mm-hmm. yeah, she's uh, she's uh, KC Undercover. Uh, she's been in an episode of Blackish. Um, Taylor Swift, Bad Blood. Really? In the video, I guess? Uh, yeah, she's been in a ton of Disney things. So she's mm-hmm. been in Zapped. She's been in Shake It Up. Uh, Super Buddies. 
She played a super buddy. Super buddies. Good luck, Charlie. Um, yeah, but I mean, she's a she's definitely Disney, known. Yeah. yeah, a lot of Disney. So she's got coming up something called Duck Duck Goose. Uh, IMDb has her officially listed as Mary Jane Watson for Spider Man Homecoming. Awesome. Cool. And then The Greatest Showman on Earth is what she has coming up right now. Um, I hope Duck Duck Goose is like a horror thriller. <laughs> I, I kinda, I this did. summer, get ready for Duck Duck Goose. <laughs> You're it, motherfucker. <laughs> Your goose is cooked. <laughs> uh, it's an animated uh, Jim Gaffigan starring oh, Jennifer Grey, Stephen Fry, Carl Reiner, oh. Greg Proops. Mm. Wow. Decent little cast. Yeah. And Zendaya, obviously. Nice. Um, yeah. Yeah, I I, um, I don't understand, like, especially when it comes to comic books and stuff. Like, You've got these terrible nerds who are out there just losing their minds over every little thing but i would even immediately question like lois lane you know uh amy adams played her for man of steel right she's supposed to be brunette yeah what happened there yeah right, right. Yeah. totally right. not you know what she's depicted in no one lost their shit over that mm-hmm. you know like just things like that yeah. i'm like i i'm not i remember when thor came out and there was an asian guy cast as a norse god right people were like what the fuck this is just typical hollywood just trying to be blah 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 and i was like i don't care if he's an I know I understand this is like Norse mythology and there right. probably was not an Asian dude in Norse mythology, but I don't care. Yeah, but there probably wasn't like a bunch of Australians <laughs> either. <laughs> Good point too. Right? You know You want to talk about typical Hollywood too. You know, like anyone that says, yeah. Oh, typical Hollywood casting an Asian, I'm like, all right, let's no, sit sorry. down and this talk is, about this. This is liberal Hollywood. Oh, liberal Hollywood. Yeah. You can go fuck yourself then, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I I get pissed at that stuff because it doesn't matter to me. Like, right. I I don't care, and I'm I'm in very much of the mind of like, if you're fit to do the the role and you can do the role well, then let's 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 do it. You know what I'm excited about is that in in the comic because obviously Mar- like the comics are things that get the shakeups first. You mm-hmm. know, like in Ultimate Spider Man, sure. they've cast they they um, uh, re- redrew it with an African American as play, yeah. uh, playing uh, Peter Parker. Mm-hmm. I know Don- Donald Glover for a while was mm-hmm. was huge, like pushing for himself to be cast in the thing. I think it was just a little too old though. Yeah, for that I don't think that was a personally I don't know if that was a race thing so much as a you are not you can't play high school. You know? Yeah. Um, but then, uh, you know, Thor, they made a woman, the new mm-hmm. in- incarnation of Thor and Which Iron I read Man. And it's awesome. Yeah, it is pretty awesome. Yeah. And the new Iron Man. Now they're going to have a, a girl in it. I yeah. think it's going to be a, an African-American mm-hmm. girl too. Yep. And so I'm real. And Robert Downey Jr. has already come out going, this would be fantastic for, to take over my position. Are like, you kidding me? I, and, and honestly, they're calling it Ironheart. Like that's going to be the name. Oh, of I didn't know that. Yeah. yeah. Which that's I'm awesome. like, fuck Dude, yes. I, I would love to see that put on screen. 100%. Absolutely love to see that, and I, I think even more so. I, I really can't wait to see the backlash because all, like, just people like going, no, I don't know, all the butt hurt, like you said. Yeah, I can't wait for the people to be angry. Well, it's funny because even in the Hunger Games, uh, the character Rue, who was did she die in the first one? Was that yeah. The, yeah. the little girl? Yeah. yeah. Spoilers. Um, <laughs> yeah, sorry guys, spoiler alert. Yeah, like when people saw the movie, there it. was outrage. They're like, "Oh, why'd they cast a, a black girl to play Rue?" And everyone was like, "Uh, she's she's black in the book." And they're like, "No, she's not." They're like, "I didn't realize this was a, a thing." They're, yeah, there was, was like a, a lot huge... of because people just interpret. Well, same thing happened with the new Harry Potter show. The mm-hmm. Hermione is played by an African American actress. Oh, really. And people were like, well, she's not black. And then it's there's no evidence in the book that actually states she's white. <laughs> yeah. If, that's a if fair anything, point, it, yeah. like, it mostly points that she is likely black. <laughs> like, <laughs> <laughs> no, like, it, it just it, it, that was hilarious to me because for the Hunger Games, because people 
Like they we quoted passages where it's like clearly describing that she's from this district where they mostly mine coal and everyone there has darker skin and like people are like, How did you not all the context clues are there. Yeah. How did you not get that? And oh, people wow. are like, I can't believe Hollywood would do this. They're like, You're an idiot. Right. You're a fucking idiot. And it doesn't matter. Like even, you know, one way or the other for me, it doesn't it doesn't change anything. Right. Yeah. And in comic books all the time people change I mean, Nick Fury was a white dude yeah. Yeah. for like yeah. the first Yeah, no yeah. one called that like I feel like I'm I'm sure there was people who were just like, Oh bullshit. But yeah. like I feel like no one really raised a stink eye when right. Sam Jackson was cast. And I'm like yeah. great, let's just kinda keep that like cool head as we go through everything else. Yeah. Well, another one, Idris Elba is playing Roland in The Dark oh Tower. Gosh, which I cannot yeah. wait for that. Oh. And honestly, like, he was, like, in the comics, he's drawn as a as a white guy. In the books, I always pictured him as white. But when you have Idris, I'm like, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. No. I want to see this guy play the this character. The stills from that look Amazing. fucking badass. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, my God. And I'm like, and what I loved about Stephen King was Stephen King was like, yeah, I really, I mean, he may have, in my mind, been white, but he could totally be any race, and I don't care. Right. Like, it's gonna. He's gonna get the job done. It doesn't matter. It doesn't. Stephen it doesn't King. affect the story. I feel like that's a mark of good storytelling. Yeah. The characters is that right. they are not beholden to a race or a culture or what. I mean, sometimes it needs to be specific. Sure. But, sure. Right. Which is like I think one more when whitewashing comes into play. That normally is because it's specifically violating a culture or premise that's been laid right. out. Versus in this case with Zendaya, it's just essentially in the zeitgeist that we're familiar with Mary Jane right. being a redhead. There's nothing inherently white about the character of Mary Jane. Right. Whereas, if we're talking about Doctor Strange, yeah. you know, casting, is it Tilda Swinton? Yeah. Playing? Yeah. But she's also, I mean, they're not even in Tibet in the film. Because, oh, really? Yeah, the, part of the reason why they cast a white person was because they want the film to be shown in China. So oh, it, that's right, because China and Tibet have kind of a... Uh, oh, I didn't realize yeah. that. And yeah, that's of, actually a good point. And then they didn't want to cast a Chinese actor in a <laughs> Tibetan role because they thought there would have been weird stuff with that. But yeah. at some point, you kind of have to be like... Interesting. Yeah. Well, fuck your movie. Like, at least... <laughs> <laughs> at least try and, like... <laughs> Guys, let's do something right. You know? like. Right. Let's try well, that's what's interesting. I don't know if you saw, I think this movie looks terrible, but uh, it, it was the, I think it's called The Wall or The Great Wall. It's got Matt Damon in yeah. it. Oh my God, I couldn't believe it when I saw that. Right? I'm like, all right, here we go. Last Samurai yeah. again. Like, that what? film is actually made by a Chinese production company I too. Think, I think the issue is they're selling it to America as Matt Damon's in this movie. He's really important, but the director himself was like, look. Because a lot of uh, Chinese actors came out and they're like, "Guys, what the fuck?" And he's like, "Look, we need uh, the, the the subtext was we needed someone like Matt Damon to get this off the ground. So obviously he's going to be showcasing it. Right. But I feel like that's the but excuse. if you follow if you follow everything I've done, you'll know how I stand on. I this stand next stuff. to my culture. And the and- trailer again, he didn't cut the trailer. Some fucking asshole in some marketing company yeah. does that shit." And he was like... Probably the same dickhead who cut all the uh, DC trailers. Just, you know, because that's the same thing, too. Like the Duncan Jones who did Warcraft, like people, a lot of their trailers had dubstep in it. And he had to get on Twitter and be like, no, 
this movie does not have dubstep in it. It's like some asshole's like, you know what kids like? Dubstep. You're like, yeah, that was five years ago. <laughs> no, no, no. They love, what's it, Skrillex? Yeah, they love Skrillex. Let's do some dubstep and put it in this thing that has nothing to do. It's so out of place. Yeah. It's like, oh, why? <laughs> the, hey, uh, we're doing Assassin's Creed, right? Yeah. People still like Kanye? Yeah, he's important, right? He's let's still put, a thing. Let's put Kanye's music in this fucking, in this trailer. It's like, no, it doesn't fit. Yeah. It doesn't fit at all. And so I have a feeling it was one of those situations where they're like, we have to market this. And to get America interested, we have to let them know Matt Damon's in the movie. Right. So, but it does, it does come off that way. It's like, I'm like, why is there a white guy in China right. at this time? Weren't they extremely xenophobic? They'd be like, no. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely not. Get yeah. out of here. So I, I have a feeling I'll be curious to know more about that movie. But my initial reaction was, I still think the movie looks like shit. But yeah. um, I'm curious because the director was like speaking out against. Because I've realized too that I think people directors get a lot of shit when I feel like there's some stuff that they don't have control over anymore. Oh, I, I mean, it's definitely a systemic problem because mm-hmm. that I feel like that is the most common excuse. It's like, oh, we have to get this A-list actor actress in order to get the film greenlit by the studio or get. Mm-hmm financial backing yeah but at some point it's like hey these movies suck i mean like you can like they're not they end up just being kind of garbage cash cows yeah and that's i mean that's why tv is doing so well because other actors who are i mean but i don't don't even understand a lot of it i feel like they could get a no-name up or up-and-coming asian actress or an asian actor to do great wall or an asian actress to do uh, Ghost in the Shell. Or, <laughs> I was going to bring up Ghost in the like, Shell with yeah. Scarlett Johansson, where they allegedly make her eyes look more Japanese. Oh, and like that's like, so why? creepy too. <laughs> Are you kidding me? Don't do that. Do not do that. Just get. I'm sure you can find a Japanese actress that would do an amazing job in that role. And the thing I look at is I'm so much on board with that because I feel like I feel like they're treating the audience like a bunch of idiots. Yeah. Like, well, right. If Matt Damon's not in this movie, they're not going to know. They're not going to care. I'm like, if Matt Damon's not in this movie, I still get what this movie's about. Right. right. Like, I think it's weird that Matt Damon's actually in this movie. Right, like, takes me out of it. To me, yeah. I'm like, weird. Right. You know, or something yeah. like Ghost in the Shell. Like, if you have other actors that are big name, but then you ha- you don't have, like, Scarlett Johansson being, you know, Japaneseified, you know? Yeah. In post, like, that's weird to me that you would do that, and that takes me out of it because I'm like, it's like, you know, John Wayne playing Genghis Khan. Yeah. <laughs> it's like... Why? Nope. No. <laughs> no, that totally happened. I forgot nope. about that. God damn it. That's... No, no. Yeah. You just... Nope. Not okay. Yeah, I will say this to... to And this is not in defense of them doing these Hey, Justin, cancels. play devil's advocate. Ah, <laughs> I have such a hard time doing that, Doug. I have a really hard time doing that. Um, no, I will say, like, the there are so many beautifully done films that don't get the recognition because they don't have A-list actors mm-hmm. in there. So I get the worry from the studios if they're going to sink their money in and they want this and this and they want to get it out. Because how many times have you seen a movie, on a trailer come on TV, you don't know the actors, you're like, oh, that looks really good. You know, it is some some lower budget, like mm-hmm. uh, like an A24 film or some sure. lower indie. And it comes on, they, they somehow get a TV spot and you're like, that looks really good. I'll have to check that out. And you never go check it out yeah. because it's not, it doesn't hit you in the face and you don't remember the act. You don't remember something about, like, it, it doesn't have that drive to go see it or they don't get billboards for it. So I understand why they do it. I just think there's got to be, I think what they, what needs to happen is that we need to find a way 
find a way to push. And I don't know if you start stripping the A-list actors out and pushing if if the ratio tips with you know how you know movies with A-list actors to movies without. If the ratio tips, does that drive people to the the non-A-list actor movies? Then, like we, I think essentially what needs to happen is you need to figure out a way to get people to those movies, right? Sure. You know, I agree. and I don't know how you do that though. Hmm. I think it starts like you can have like a powerful franchise like Star Wars, you know, Force Awakens, two unknowns, unknowns yeah. that were playing leads. You know, obviously that was Star Wars carried that right. into theaters. I mean. You didn't really need much else other than the name. That was kind of an people. anomaly at that with that one. But even with Star Wars, even in the beginning, like a lot of the actors, almost through each of the trilogies, were they cast relatively unknown people for the most part. Like Natalie Portman, you you kind of knew who she was at the time. She had done some stuff. Ewan McGregor was pretty well known. No one knew who Christian Hayden was, right? You know. Or Hayden, or what's his name? Doesn't Hayden? matter. Whatever. Yeah. But I mean, there's Hayden Christensen. Hayden yeah. Christensen. Yeah. That's what it was. Um, and it, it's one of those things where I think that was kind of like the cool thing was to find the yeah. unknown. Well, even Liam Neeson at that point sure. was not marketable in the states. No. He oh was yeah, very, not, not to the way of yeah. Of not what, like he yeah. was in the UK and Ireland. Right. Yeah. 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 yeah so like the, there was a lot of again the the brand is what carried like you could you could take a chance with a brand like that. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I think that's that's kind of the thing. Disney is the best in terms of like Disney now owning Lucas and mm. Marvel because I think now all those now all the superheroes, all of those guys are famous, but mm-hmm. they were not when they got signed. That was a huge problem in the beginning because right. they weren't paying him shit. Yeah. <laughs> right. Well, that was that was the thing with the Avengers. Is yeah. That was such a big pay gap between Robert, Robert Downey, Downey and Jr. everyone else. And literally everyone else in that yeah. movie. Yeah. Um, but I do. I I just I have a hard time feeling that there isn't a way that all movies need to revolve around some sort of name in order to get it launched off the ground because the Great Wall of China. If it's called the Great Wall of China, as just a Westerner, just acting as like a middle American person, maybe I don't know a lot about the history, but that trailer also has a bunch of like CGI dragons. I feel like that's, they're going to get the same people who want to see yeah. CGI robots in an Avengers sure, movie. Sure, exactly. No, I'm with you. I agree. And again, if it's compelling enough, and if you're going to do your A24 film, you have that's your niche. Like That's what you're going for, yeah. like Ex Machina. Yeah, you know those kinds of movies where it's like this is for a particular type of, of person. A very yeah. Although that was a wide release movie, it's not a blockbuster. That's not the thing that right. everyone right. lined up around the street to go see in advance. And but even though he had been in a few things, Oscar Isaac sure. had not gotten the, uh, the got not gotten to the point where he is now. I think that actually somehow that helped propel him into the mainstream. All three of those actors in that movie, like that was yeah. a huge launching point for yeah. them. That movie really like did a wonderful job for all of their careers. But that wasn't a massive release film. You know, yeah. it was something that was very specific, you know, to what right. was going on. So for me, I'm like, I hate the whitewashing stuff. I, although I haven't actually had the gall to watch it. But The Last Airbender, uh, huge fan of the cartoon. The movie, just dog shit. On, no yeah. one, no one, not one single person was like, yeah, it's okay. Terrible. <laughs> but one of the big things about that was the casting in that was horrible. Um, the uh, they cast the people who were kind of like Inuits, kind of up like in the North Pole, whatever. Um, normally darker skinned people, yeah. They cast as white people, um, and the guys who were kind of the the bad guys who were more Japanese, white looking people, they cast as Indian. 
Uh, uh, you know, just things like yeah. that. We were like, ah, the dark people are the bad people. Right. And the white people are the good people. And it was like, what are you doing? Right. That's not how this goes. Yeah. It was just like, mm, <laughs> I, don't, I don't like where this is going at all. Yeah. Or even something as simple as the most recent Ghostbusters. Although I haven't seen it. I've heard good things. And people were just like, ah, it's women. It's like, so? Right. Can this not be a story about women? I was bummed that it was a remake. I'd rather it not be a remake. It wasn't a remake. Mm-hmm. It was a reboot. Okay. I'm sorry. Yeah, you're right. It was a reboot, not a remake. There's <laughs> a difference. Yeah. But I was just like, and I, I mean, honestly, the movie just didn't compel me because I'm like, I don't feel like this is a movie that needs to be made. But I had no problem. Yeah. I love all the actors in it. I think it's great. I was like, that's wonderful that all those, you know, these, these women are filling these roles. I'm like, I think they're perfect casting for it. But everyone's like, ah, women. Yeah. Women can't bust ghosts. Right. This isn't the original that I know. And yeah. it's like, yeah, I know, because that was made in the 80s. What else was going on in the 80s, guys? Right. Coke. Mm-hmm. Cocaine. Yeah. Cowboys in Miami. Woo. Right? <laughs> Reagan. I like the new Ghostbusters. <laughs> yeah? Did you see it? it was fun. Yeah. yeah. I saw it twice. I heard, yeah. I heard good things about it. The trailer had me very oh. nervous. The trailers like, the were trailer yeah, just the, the trailer. But the trailer... Again. The Suicide Squad trailers were real f- good. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> and the <laughs> movie was really garbage. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Nice job, <laughs> nice job on that. Yeah. That's so true. That's very fair. Yeah, yeah. But I couldn't. I don't know. I saw the Ghostbuster trailers and I was like, oh, you guys, nope. I'm not. I'm not feeling good. The reviews were solid for it. I, I felt like, and I'll definitely check it out when it comes on Netflix. But I was like. Also, because I have a child, I can't just go to yeah, any, any movie that uh, I want to go the see. Excuse again, hey man. What do you say? What do you want from me? She's not old enough. As soon as she can go see movies, she's gonna go see movies. She's gonna go see all the movies. Probably a lot of ones I don't want to go to. Also, but it comes with the territory. But you know, I mean, that movie didn't make enough money. I don't think they're gonna have a sequel to Ghostbusters. Yeah, that's. I was reading that this yeah. week, mm-hmm. yeah. which is just a bummer. More on the effect of the marketing team, because yeah. that's one of those things that if yeah. they had composed a better trailer or marketed it outside of the realm because i think a lot of the marketing was kind of like fuck you to all these trolls and it's like yeah but what about your existing fan base that is supporting you right right exactly yeah <clears throat> yeah and i mean you've got a with a powerhouse cast like that and with the writer director that you had like it just that shouldn't have like it, it it should have done better than it actually did box office wise you know that was that wasn't there was no reason for it to miss like that yeah i i was shocked that um, yeah, I, I thought it was going to get, like, just based on the trailers, I'm like, oh, this is just not going to be a good movie. Like, that's unfortunate. So when it got good reviews, I'm like, oh, well, that's good. And I was really disappointed to see that the box office just wasn't. They also just, just didn't there. market it to, like, kids, which I imagine yeah. is your main demographic for yeah, that movie. PG-13. That was, I mean, that's what I feel like in the 80s. That was, it was young adults. Like, it was the like, people in their 20s, obviously, but. You know, with Murray and Eckward coming off of SNL, like that was kind of where they were going with it. But also, like to the younger audience too, which it was a it was a fun movie. Like so, and this one even seemed to have a little bit more of that like fun edge to it. With you know the ghosts not looking because the eighties movies were a little darker too. Like yeah. you know, so yeah. like this one definitely as were most things, which I kind in of the 80s. loved. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, kids movies were like, hey, gremlins. This is, right, right. It's like, yeah. oh, that's not a kid's movie. Well, shit, all dogs car- go to heaven. Right. It's like a really <laughs> right. It really is a yeah. movie. Yeah. Or The Dark Crystal. Yeah. yeah. Labyrinth. Yes. I mean, that stuff is pretty. Ren and Stimpy. Right. I, I, no yeah. joke. No, like, yeah. that's, it's an adult fucking cartoon. Even yeah. when I was watching it as a kid, I'm like, this is fucked up. <laughs> I watched The Simpsons growing up. Yeah. Like, starting at, like, age six. Yeah. Yeah. This, miss- isn't a, this isn't a contest, Shelby. Like, <laughs> I watched South Park in high school. 
<laughs> when I was supposed to. I ate peanut butter. Oh, hope you're not allergic. Because those EpiPens are fucking expensive now. <laughs> Thanks, corporate America. <laughs> this is why we really had you on. Let's talk yeah. about the price of EpiPens. Goddamn EpiPens. <laughs> what I think would be fun to do also for the last part of this would be to talk about um, any movies or TV shows that where you wish you could change some casting in it or if you thought there would be something fun to do. Um, I don't know, Justin, I don't know if you have any. I When you initially brought this up to me, uh, I was nervous because I, I don't, I'll, when I watch a movie, I watch it in many different ways. One mm-hmm. of the things I never think of is, gosh, I wish I this. I would, who would I, I would change that or I would mm-hmm. change that cast. Like, I, I never think of the casting when mm-hmm. I watch a movie. I watch the editing, I watch the acting, I watch the, the direction, the whole nine, but never once have I thought, hmm, that casting didn't work. So I'm like, I don't know what I'm going to offer to this. So I'm going to defer to you two and I'm going to judge your answers. Cool. Shelby, do you have any? Or Nick Cage. And it's okay if you don't. <laughs> Um, I do. This might be a little sacrilege, but oh. actually going back and I find myself at this point in time not enjoying Seinfeld reruns okay. as much. Interesting. And I think part of it is as an adult, I feel like now I'm like, oh, I'm at age and I should be relating to this. But I feel like I've never had a friend group that not only oh. didn't operate like that, but just didn't look like that. Sure. And same with like friends and mm-hmm. stuff like that. And I, I think about that all the time to the point where it actually does affect my enjoyment. Because I'm like, I actually cannot relate to this at all because I have no That's interesting. I That's in. a great answer to that. What, so what specifically like when like when you watch it, is there something like can you name specifics that like jump out at you that you're like, nope. Yeah, I mean, well, just even the fact I've never been in a friend group, I don't think my entire life, that didn't include at least some like like Hispanic people, black people, gay people, some, like just yeah. just someone that didn't look exactly like me with an identity. Like essentially everyone in that show is white and Jewish from like the same economic background, <laughs> which I just think is like I've it's just insane. never been in that yeah. situation yeah. in my whole life. It's, it's very weird and I, I never really – Realized it until watching it more later in my life and actually just being like, I don't relate to these people at all. <laughs> so if you could recast Seinfeld, who would you re- recast? It's it hard because I also do all like those actors in those roles. Sure. Um, it's it's tough because that also I feel like the person I like the least is Jerry, but the show revolves around him. So it's kind of <laughs> she like, says with an eye. I don't roll. know. This is the first thing that popped in my head. I would love to see Kramer as Dave Chappelle. Or Dave Chappelle as Kramer. Yeah. I feel like he would do a really fun job as Kramer, but in his own way, in the Dave Chappelle kind of way. Interesting. I could see that. Yeah. I could. So instead of just like being, I mean, yeah, because he could play that kind of like spacey out there, just kind of weird. Comes in, he's like, hey, what's up, guys? Happens into a weird, yeah. Yeah. I could see that. Yeah. I feel like like Kevin Hart has to be in something. He's got to be one of the roles. (laughs) Could he be George? Kevin Hart. Or do you know, do you know Eric Andre? Uh, he has a show now, but it might be on Comedy Central. It might be on CISO even. It might be streaming. No. Uh, he's a really funny comedian. Okay. I feel like he would fill the shoes for like a Jerry role really mm-hmm. well. Okay. And could, be almost more likable. Mm-hmm. Um, Although see like a Kristen Wiig is like Elaine. I could kind of see it. Although she's so great. Oh, That's I know. Like she's fantastic. One, yeah. like, I was actually you oddly put enough, her into anything, yeah. Oddly enough, I was just been watching Seinfeld reruns. I don't. I never really watched it that yeah. much. It's just been on TV. I'm like, ah, fine. And I feel like everyone is a strong actor except for Jerry. 
Oh, he yeah yeah, yeah. It's and really self admitted he was yeah. he was so self conscious when they filmed like because yeah. he knew that he was the only one that was coming from a non acting background. Yeah, like yeah. Uh, the the performances from everyone else, the physicality and everything was like out of the. It's outrageous. I'm like this is this is I can see why people like this show. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. it's really strong. But yeah, I don't know who else I would. I mean, we could we gotta think of a George. Who else I could be? I feel George? like a George would be a woman, and it would be more funny. Like I don't know why two like, women, two like men. Yeah, if I was George. It would be more funny. Well, I would agree with that a hundred percent. Thank you. Yeah. Oh yeah. Oh, but could just because I want to be George. <laughs> <laughs> George is like the most. George <laughs> is up there. He's like the saddest character. He really is. But I mean, such a such a well. One of my favorite things I ever heard Jason Alexander say about the role is he was talking in an interview. He said, uh, <clears throat> he well, he walked up to Larry David after reading one of the scripts, and he he was like, hey. Larry, I want to talk to you about this. Uh, George, how George reacts to this comment? N- no one, no one would act this way. Like no one, no human being would react. This isn't believable. And Larry looks at the script and he reads the line. He's like, oh, "Yeah, that one." He goes, "That actually happened to me. That's how I reacted." He goes, and George's like, and that's or that uh, Jason Alexander was like, "That's when I realized." I'm playing Larry David. Larry David <laughs> yeah. wrote the character of George as himself. <laughs> and he's just like, from that point on, he goes, it totally informed how I play, how I played the fucking character. That's and incredible. I was like, that's a great fucking story because now every time I watch it, I'm like, and you watch Kirby Enthusiasm, I'm like, that's it! That's him! <laughs> he is George. He is George. Yeah. <laughs> that's amazing. Yeah. But as far as a woman goes for George who can just play that just nothing goes right, lovable loser. Not even lovable. Sometimes just downright ornery. God, who would that I mean, it be? could be anyone. I mean, Billy Eichner could play that role and it would be great. Yeah, Maybe. he could. Yeah. yeah. I feel like, but that, I, I honestly, that's the most rich role in the whole show. Yeah. It really is. He had some fantastic story arcs. Mm-hmm. Absolutely yeah. fantastic. Yeah. Um, yeah, I don't know. I, well, we might have to circle back on All that right. one. Yeah. yeah. Cool. Yeah. You got, I feel like you've got some. I've got a couple. In the chamber. Um, the, this is just random. I, I've got nothing against Leonardo DiCaprio. I think he did oh, a wonderful he's job. The worst. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Why is he the worst? I just think he's a bad actor. Wow. <laughs> I really do. Really? Yeah. What specifically? I, I, there's been two roles where I've thought, like, I kind of was like, oh, he's this character and not playing just a heightened version of himself. And that was in Django mm-hmm. and Eden Gilbert Grape. And that is where it ends mm-hmm. for me. That was, I feel every single time it's just kind of like a masturbatory, like, let's watch Leo do this now. Mm-hmm. Like, now he's in the woods or now he's on Wall Street. Like, this is just like, I'm never able to fully believe that he is anything right. but himself. Yeah, like, that's yeah. amazing. Yeah. Um, I, for some reason, would just love to see John Hamm play the lead role in The Wolf of Wall Street. Yeah, it would just be a better movie. I- <laughs> Shelby's on board. <laughs> yep. <laughs> because I feel like not only does John Hamm have some great comedic chops, but obviously we've seen him in Mad Men a little bit, kind of like go a little bit off the rails as far as like what he should and shouldn't be doing. But this would obviously be a little more insane. And I would love to see John Hamm oh, turned up to 11. Yeah, where he has to do the lewd scene and everything. Yeah. yeah. Oh, man, that would be interesting. And just to see him just going off the rails or that yeah. scene where like, He's trying to open up his car door, but he's like completely like stoned. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So he can't lo- do it. Quaaludes, yeah. Just to see John Hamm doing that, like the physicality of that. But I that would... whole role requires someone who had way better comedic chops. Yeah. 
I mean, it would have been more satisfying to see them flip with, like, Matthew McConaughey, I feel like, even. <laughs> right? I just, <laughs> but obviously, you know, yeah. John Hamm, was, he's just got that older guy you yeah. know, look to it. But, man, yeah. if you could, oh, I would Even though Leo played a 22-year-old at right. 41. Which yeah. is yeah. real unbelievable yeah. in itself. Yeah, he's just, he's just got that baby face. But I would love to see John Hamm just un- be unleashed. That would movie. that would be pretty cool to see him, like, go kind of go outside. you've his... seen him, like, do fun stuff, yeah. like, with uh, SNL. Bridesmaids was great. Great, yeah. yeah. On yeah. SNL, he did that stuff. Uh, he he's done like the Han Solo like uh, yeah. auditions, yeah. or he did stuff with Jimmy Fallon where they were photobombing people. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. He's got a really great comedy comedic streak in him that I would love to see him also just be like do a action comedy with him or something like Wolf of Wall Street. I think would be yeah. amazing. It's funny going back if you watch any like sitcom or even hour long dramas from like the early 2000s he basically has a guest star in every single one was <laughs> he really yeah basically like no every shit. time I'll rewatch something and he will have like a guest starring role like, oh, <laughs> yeah, what do you know that's amazing that's awesome yeah he's great God, I really feel like I need to come up with one now it's okay if you don't Justin oh man you fucking idiot uh, <laughs> uh oh okay I would recast Judge Dredd Oh, and I would put in, in place of Sly, I would put, uh, I would put Arnold. Because it would make Ooh. the movie just so much better. You really think so? No, not at all. Oh, I my just, God. Doug hates just Judge like... Dredd so much that I like to bring it up every chance I get. Oh, really? Yeah. Why do you hate Judge Dredd? <laughs> why, why do you like it? <laughs> I mean, I don't like it like it's my favorite movie, but it's like it's a, a nice it's, ride. It's, it's a guilty pleasure, I suppose, but I just it's so bad. It's so terribly Rob Schneider's in, so there's that's a huge <laughs> bonus. Huge bonus, mark. am I right? I think the huge, word you're looking for is bonus. Huge mark against it because he is awful. Just you I, mispronounced the word awesome. <laughs> no, I didn't. <laughs> Just terribly written, and again, that was part of the, like, hey, this is a comic book that people like. Let's do it. And it was all 90s. It's got 90s just stink all <laughs> yeah, over it. Yeah, that's very true. It's so awful. It doesn't make sense. <laughs> and it's just, ugh, so bad. Did you yeah. watch the newer one? With newer Carl one's Urban? fucking fantastic. Yeah, Carl Urban knocked great. it out of the park. Yeah. It's an amazing. Uh, I'm like, now nah, we're talking. That's that's Judge Dredd. Carl Urban's great. But, yeah, I, good one, Justin. That's what I do, <laughs> man. That's what I do. You got another one, Shelby? I'm trying to think. Well, I've got one if you, if you, need, if you need more time. I mean, I definitely, after seeing and, like, suffering through Suicide Squad, <laughs> they could have for sure gone any other way with the Joker. Really? Yeah. We haven't seen it yet, so. Uh, I mean, it's just Jared Leto doing his best Mark Hamill voice with a best <sighs> version of Heath Ledger's physicality. Hmm. That's rough. Yeah. That and, it's not, and, like, those two are so separate that it just, none. it's, like, all. that <sighs> Bugs me so much because I love the dynamic. I, I was very excited to see the, the two of them finally show down again uh, in another Batman yeah. movie, and I because I love the dynamic between those. I think it's such a rich dynamic. And I'm talking just, about Batman and Joker, yeah, yeah. I wish they also cast a Joker who was the same age as the current Batman. I feel like that. Oh, been more that would have been way. I didn't even think yeah, about that. I, All right, well, hey, who would you cast as the Joker then? Uh, I mean, like. And this might be weird because he already did Two Face, but like Tommy Lee Jones or something, he's a little bit older. But I feel like, like he's that. too old though, because he and Batman have to kind of be on the same, the yeah. same pay, like like we're, we're Affleck. I couldn't like, see Tommy Lee Jones playing the Joker though. I, I couldn't see him doing like he's too. He's got too much of a serious and dark like side. Did of you him. not see Batman? And I, Robin? Like, <laughs> I like. I like. He was Batman and Robin. Batman Forever. Oh fuck you! They're all yeah. inter- that, those two are interchangeable. <laughs> I like Joker most when he has kind of more of the 
mob sensibility, though. I feel like that character makes the most sense to me in the world of Gotham. Because otherwise, it's just like, why is this madcap man even entertaining any of these people? Right, right, right. Uh, so if he has, like, some stakes in it, which this movie tried to do, yeah. and I appreciated that, but, like, it's just the execution was all over the place. Yeah. Um, or, you, I mean, like... Someone like John Ham, I just need some like it this needs, is just John Ham and everything. Just gonna plug him in everything. <laughs> it needs someone who can be funny because I think that that role is funny. But it needs someone who's there's a sinister quality to him as well. Yeah, like and Leonardo it's big. DiCaprio. Like, I think it needs someone. Definitely not Leo, because <laughs> Leo cannot act. <laughs> he cannot. The act. Oscars say otherwise. They gave him a pity Oscar because mm-hmm. he was the worst part of that whole movie. Here, stop asking for it. <laughs> <laughs> Rest of the world, we did it. Okay, now quit asking. Now you're all shut up. Yeah. <laughs> you said you need. Do you think you need someone physically bigger? You said. I uh, yeah. Like I who just can almost match Batman want, in stature. Right. I just think that it needs. If they have Ben Affleck playing. Batman, they need oh, like Matt Damon. Matt Damon. <laughs> For fuck's sake, how do we miss Joker? that one? Yeah. yeah, they need someone else. That would have been awesome. By the I way, I would have been on board for that. <laughs> that that would have been because been... Damon could do that. He's just he can play just weird enough. Yeah, that would have been so funny. That would have I would have been like, ooh, I don't know if this is gonna work out, but I want to see it. Like, <laughs> yeah, it's I'm scene. on board for that. But it's just it, it's it's weird that they pick someone. So, I mean, like, maybe it was because they also had Margot Robbie in the can for Harley that they needed it to be, like, age-appropriate. Yeah. But, like, Jared Leto's also, like, 40. He just also looks like he's 20. Right, yeah. And I could... I, the thing is, though, I'd be fine with an older Joker and Margot Robbie's uh, aged Harley Quinn because I feel like you like, with the Joker, how he operates, he would have seduced someone into his right. inner circle yeah. and it would have been just as easy to seduce a younger you know if he's older and he's had that many more years experience of just being nuts it would have been no problem for him to seduce a younger woman to come into his inner sanctum like you know yeah. Like, yeah. who yeah. said that you know harley's the same age as him like the joker's ageless like, yeah. no one knows how old he is i also think that that relationship only works if he kind of has that like mob thinking yeah. gangster yeah. swagger yeah. kind of to back him up. Well, the thing is, like, Matt Damon's also never really played a villain. So. Except in Interstellar. Uh, but then that's he's true. just kind of a dick. Yeah. He's not even I like a say, good He villain. wasn't, like, the villain of the movie. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, he wasn't, like, oh, this is the bad yes, guy. He was the dust villain was of the movie. Dust. Yeah, dust. Time. 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 Time's the villain of everyone's movie. Oh, interesting. Certainly like Leonardo that. DiCaprio's movie. <laughs> every minute he's on screen is the worst. So. <laughs> <laughs> All right, I'm going to throw a movie out there. Okay. Uh, I don't know if it should be recast, but I just want to I'm curious to see who you would throw into this in into okay. multiple roles of this movie. If you had to take the top 3 uh people from this movie, uh the top 3 stars of the Matrix series. Mm. So we're talking Keanu Reeves, uh Lawrence Fishburne and um help me out with her name. Uh is it Carrie Carrie Ann Moss? Yes, yes, Carrie Ann Moss. Yeah, I was like Carrie Underwood. <laughs> I was like Carrie Fisher. I'm like, I know it's a Carrie. Yeah, Carrie Ann Moss. Yes. If you could, if you had to, re- if you were forced to recast that movie, those three roles, who would you put in there? Well, Will Smith was originally supposed to be Neo. Was he really? Yep. I feel like that. I honestly feel like Keanu Reeves is a better choice than Will Smith. I don't. Ooh, it'd be a different movie. That's it would be for a sure. whole different because I feel like Will Smith would have had it would have been a, too much of like a polished blockbustery where. You know what I mean? Like like yeah. Will Smith, I always think of as like it's a brighter movie, and I this needed Will to Smith, go a little though. darker. I do too. Yeah. Don't get me wrong. I'm just saying I don't think his tone would have fit this movie. 
But I could be wrong. Will Especially Smith. at the age that he was at the yeah. older Will Smith, maybe. That's interesting. And the the one I was going to talk about next goes into who originally was supposed to be Morpheus. So I'll hold on to that for a second. Um, but oh, who would I recast as Neo? I'd love to see Tom Hardy just beat some ass. Yeah, interesting. He would do an amazing job. Oh, let's throw Mr. Smith in there too. Okay, Agent Smith. Yeah, actually no, because that was just a great. <laughs> he did such a great job. We're leaving him in there. <laughs> I feel like, well, that role requires so much, like, martial arts stuff. Yeah. So there's got to be someone who's very physical. Like yeah. Tony Ja. Tony Ja, there we go. Yeah, that would be great, actually. Yeah. Because yeah. he would have brought, like, a down and dirty fighting style yeah. to it. Like, that would have been, like, some real shit. Yeah. It would be cool to watch. Yeah. Especially if they, because he can do wire work without wires. Like, yeah. the stuff that he can fucking pull off. So throw him on some wires, and that would have been just insane. Yeah. Yeah. For Morpheus, that could have been Idris Elba. Yeah, that could have, yeah. Oh, yeah. I mean, he'd bring, like, a real dark sensibility to oh, that. Oh, shit. Not only that, but that's just sort of, like, that faith. You know, that sort of, like, just yeah. that inspiration for yeah. people. You've seen him do that in, like, uh, Pacific Rim to a more monstrous degree in Beasts of No Nation. Like, yeah. he could easily be that, that yeah. perfect role, that mentor slash, like, just thing that people rally around 100%. Yeah, yeah absolutely. Um, I, her name is escaping me right now. Carrie uh, Ann Moss. No, not Carrie. <laughs> but for her role, um, uh, British girl, she was in uh, Edge of Tomorrow. Emily oh, Blunt? Yeah. Yeah. Emily Blunt as Trinity. I could see that. Yeah, I could totally see she that. She just got cast in another action movie, too. No. Oh, did she? She did Sicario. Did you see that? I, I haven't seen, seen that here. That's great. Oh, it's so good. Was it really? Yeah. Yeah. That looked like, like an that. intense movie. It is, and I was, like, really shocked. I That was, like, a movie that I was like, this was a missed opportunity by the studio, because, mm-hmm. like, man, oh, man, following True Detective, too, like, yeah. season one of True Detective, I was like, yeah. he, that is, like, the same exact built-in fan base. Nice. And for, like, the why, all that stuff. Yeah. And it has a great cast. Like, that's a movie that's, like, really yeah. well. That's cast. where the shit is. Yeah. The that's mo- where the shit the is. The most mismarked is Benicio Del Toro, mm. which is hard to do because he's a great actor. But yeah. it's just, there was, like, some, some moments where I was just like, that's a choice you made. <laughs> <laughs> he decided to do that. Yeah. I'm going to throw a curveball in, mm-hmm. going back to the Joker. <laughs> I'm just curious what you guys' thoughts on this one were. Uh, and it would be really fucking ironic to have this person. I, I Now that I'm thinking of it, I'm like, holy shit, that's meta. Uh, Colin Farrell. Because yeah. he and Ben Affleck were opposite each other in Daredevil. Mm-hmm. And then for them to both get another shot at a superhero movie. I feel like Colin Farrell is underrated. I really I, do. I just listened to the Nerdist podcast with yeah. him. And the, the man likes to talk. Mm-hmm. I'll give him that. But... He's, He's Irish. Well, I mean, yeah, right. You could listen. I could listen to him talk for hours. Yeah. Um, but I think he, because he can go like a little nuts, and like I think he would have been. I would love to have seen the Joker with the with the an Irish accent. I think that'd be kind of cool. Yeah. Like, I feel like it would make him more sinister. That's you know? awesome. So I'd put, and he's about the same age as Affleck too. So yeah. I would throw oh, that. I'd in. be on board for that in a heartbeat. I'd throw that in yeah. there. Yeah. He's that my he's my good. recasting. Yeah. One hundred percent. So the other one I was going to talk about was uh, <laughs> this actor was originally cast to be Morpheus, but he turned it down because he didn't understand what the, the Matrix was. Okay. He's like, I don't get it. Clint Eastwood. Nope. <laughs> you're, on the, you're on the right track, though. And then the same actor was approached to play Gandalf in Lord of the Rings, but he goes, I don't get it. I don't understand this. This, this man needs to have a talking to. 
So then he realized that both of these movies wanted to become fantastic franchises, and he was like, God damn it. I don't get this stuff. I'm going to take the next thing that comes along. Oh, so he does League of an Extraordinary Gentleman. Oh, Sean. Sean and Sean Connery quit acting after that. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. So imagine for a moment, if you will. This has obviously been talked about lots of times. It's one of those legendary stories of I like. Miss him. What if he had been Morpheus? And or what if he had been Gandalf in Lord of the Rings? <laughs> Oh, Gandalf would have been like that. Would have been a significantly different because <laughs> taking him seriously. Where's the role. ring, Frodo? Right. Yeah. Listen here, Frodo. Is it Shafe? <laughs> Is it secret? Is it Shafe? <laughs> Fly, you fools! <laughs> you shall not pass. You shall not pass. <laughs> Morpheus, you could have maybe pulled off. I have such a hard time not seeing Lawrence Fishburne as Morpheus, though. Like, I, yeah. I can't even conceptualize Conry as Morpheus. Do you know what the Matrix is? <laughs> the red pill or the blue pill? <laughs> Free your mind. <laughs> Fight me. <laughs> <laughs> I just can't. Can you imagine him like... Well, first of all, I can't imagine him doing any of the physical stuff in that at all. No. Like him fighting... No well, it's way. okay because by the third one, no one did physical shit. It was all CG. True. Yeah. Um, by the second one... I honestly think he could have pulled off Gandalf. It would have been way different. <laughs> you don't think so? Here's why. I'm going I'm to use this wonderful movie as a, as, a, as, a, as a backdrop for my argument. The Rock. <laughs> He does a really good job of being a hard ass, yet at the same time having that heart, that heart, that compassion yeah. for Nicolas Cage's character. You know, but I think the thing about Gandalf <laughs> is he kind of says everything like tongue in cheek, like mm-hmm. he's being very grave, but at the same time he's like, "But I know the secret twist behind it all." Like, mm-hmm. and I don't know if he could have pulled. Like, I don't think. Like, whenever I look at him, I don't see any humor in it. Like, I think part of what made the third Indiana Jones movie funny is that he's taking it so seriously. Really seriously, yeah. And it's like, in contrast with, like, like there's a boat chase in that movie. <laughs> <laughs> well, I just imagine them calling cut, and he just goes, I'm not sure what the fuck was shit. Yeah. That's, that's part of what I want to see is I would love to see the onset stuff with right. him. Where he's like, seriously, what the fuck is going on here? I'm what? There's orcs? What the fuck are orcs? Yeah. The trees are moving? There's an entmoot? What the fuck is an entmoot? Uh, You're so, shitting me, right? Mr. Connery, did you not Did you not read the, the backstory? Fuck you! I'm Sean Connery. I don't have time to read the fucking Lord of the Rings. Was League of Extraordinary Gentlemen the only movie with any CGI he ever did? Because that's also kind of minimal. Well, I think part of the problem was that the movie was god awful, and yeah, he just, just he hated every second of it. Yeah. And I think he just he was on tilt from losing out to two very successful trilogies. So he's like, "All right, this is the one. We're doing this one." Right. And then all of a sudden, I'm going with my gut. <laughs> It's We're like, going to do this. I quit. <laughs> the source material for that is good, too. I don't know that how That they... is one of the most depressing things about that is the source material is fantastic. Yeah. It's an incredible, incredible comic written by Alan Moore. It was on again not too long ago on like TBS or something, and oh, I flipped it on, so and I was bad. just like, oh my God, I forgot how shitty this movie is. And they is. have like also a lot of good actors who yeah. are- Shockingly good actors. Yeah. yeah, like it was, they packed the movie up and just drove it right into the ground. I remember going to the movie theater to see that. And I was just remembering, even when I left, it was like, 
I was lying to myself, like, that was good. And then over time, I was like, that wasn't a good. It, was, it became, I, it was completely unmemorable, like non-memorable. Yeah. I, I didn't remember much of it until like years later. I'm like, oh, yeah, this movie's around. Yeah. This right. is the thing that they made. I just remember it and didn't make sense. It was very odd. Yeah. It's very again '90s, getting a hold of good comic book material yeah. and just going all over it. That and Spawn, those motherfuckers. Maybe Alan Moore was right, and none of his stuff can be adapted for the screen. I, I'm telling you guys, stop trying. I think you can. Watchmen, no. Although they did. Watchmen decent. was close. I don't think that that adaptation was as awful as people. It wasn't bad. It was just boring. Like I never. I, right. I, it, which was a, sh- a shame to me. And I also was like, I understand they had to cut some stuff out, but they had to cut out some really crucial subplots. That and had to made. rework the ending. And because the test sense. audiences didn't like it. Fuck you guys. This is called The Watchmen. Go eat a dick. Seriously. <laughs> but Zack Snyder also just has like a real long way of telling stories. Yeah. He really does. Because yeah. I watched, I saw Batman vs. Superman in theater and I did not enjoy it. And then I watched the extended cut recently mm-hmm. and quite enjoyed it, actually. Yeah. But I was like, man, he just takes way longer <laughs> to do anything that's like salvageable. He's like, yeah, but what if we have this shot where it's in slow motion, right? Yeah, He's fuck like, that shot. <laughs> All of the fighting in that movie was garbage. Like, yeah. he could have honestly, like,. The first two thirds were like a decent movie. It's yeah. just nobody goes to see Batman versus Superman to see them like squabble in Lex Luthor's house. <laughs> Do you know where the fighting's not terrible? At the throwdown. <laughs> nice job. Yeah. Yeah. I almost felt like a stretch, but I was like, "Is he doing it? He's doing it." <laughs> I saw my in. I'm like, "That's it." Now we go. She just gave me my in. Strike. So I uh, I had one on here that I wrote down midway through, and I feel like I want to abandon it now that we talked about Colin Farrell being the Joker. <laughs> oh. And I'm like, I kind of want to see what would happen if we put Colin Farrell's Joker up against Ben Affleck's Batman. Interesting. Ooh. I like this because this is going to require me to really kind of like project at what I think Colin yeah. Farrell would do. Because yeah, as like a Joker. we have no frame of reference for what this would look like. So see if they did the Killing Joke with that setup, Ooh. I'd be so down. Nice. Interesting. Huh. Ooh. All right. I'm gonna I'm gonna you know what? Guest honor. <laughs> what do you think? Uh who's talk, gonna win? Talk it through. You can talk it through. Yeah, I mean well, Okay, first of all, what kind of joker do you think Colin Farrell would play? I definitely feel like he would be more of the dark sensibilities gangster versus the like full on loony. Mm-hmm. How did you view Heath Ledger's turn as that? Was that did you think I he feel was like more he dark was very, gangster? Uh, no, yeah, I definitely yeah, thought okay. I felt like he was more gangster because okay. he was more like pulling the strings, gotcha. always in control. Okay, yeah, that's yeah, that was the terrifying thing about him is he just knew how to play people, yeah. very well. I feel like Colin Farrell would be able to play. I could see him being a little more on the crazy side. Um, like just like a loose, like he's got something screw loose that every once in a while that connector just doesn't hit. And he's just like, I, I've heard some complaints about uh, Leto's Joker being that they're like, he just kills indiscriminately. I'm like, yeah, but isn't that kind of like the terrifying thing, psychotic yeah. thing about yeah. him is you don't know what he's going to do at any given time. Like he may let you live. He may not. He's right. just fucking nuts. Pure chaos. Yeah. Yeah. And the way that he approaches people physically in that movie, like he just sits on their lap or does, you know, straddles them and people are like, uh, it's like, yeah, this is a fucking crazy person. Yeah. Like, He's unhinged. So now, how far does Colin Farrell go in that direction? I don't know. I feel like he goes far. Yeah. Like, you I feel, feel like, like he goes crazy. Yeah, I feel like he go. I feel like he's well, not and not not like no pun intended, not batshit crazy. But like, I feel <laughs> like he. I feel like he. 
I feel like he, he's got an anger problem. I feel like that's that's what Colin Farrell's one is. Like he's super calculating, but I feel like also if something doesn't go his way, he loses it and just gets really pissed off. Yeah. Is that typical of the Joker though? I mean, definitely the animated Joker. Yeah. I've read some some of the new Fifty Two Batman stuff, and he's obviously like most cases. The Joker has this master plan down to the to the T of like everything that he pulls off. But when things rarely go his way, he does get pissed. Like right. he does. Yeah. Actually, that's a really good point, Justin. But that's like, but that's like that's key in the animated series. Sure. Like the one where it's the kid comes home with him because he actually thinks he's a magician clown. Oh god. And he doesn't know how to handle that situation, so right. it's like pandemonium. Like yeah. I could see that yeah there's a moment in the new 52 where uh the joker essentially is like he he's trying to basically kill batman's closest friends and everything like that and batman catches him and he basically tells him he's like i know who you are and the joker like freaks out and he's like i'm gonna whisper it in your ear who you are because the joker is basically forgotten and like he just in in a rage he just jumps away and jumps off a cliff like he doesn't want yeah he doesn't want to hear what Batman because to the Joker, and earlier in the comic, the Joker, you know, Batman walks in. It shows a flashback where he walks into uh, the Joker's room in Arkham Asylum, and he like goes, he lowers his voice. He goes, "I think you know who I am, and you know that I put you here." Joker didn't even didn't care. Yeah. To him, he's like, "I don't give a shit who you really are. You're Batman, and we will forever do this because you're Batman." Yeah. Whereas, like with. With with Bruce Batman, Batman like the Joker doesn't care who he is. Yeah, this is the actions and the, the the game that they're playing is more important to him. So when he finds out, he fucking flips out. Yeah, he's like yeah, he jumps off a cliff. Yeah. <laughs> so I feel like Colin Farrell could one hundred percent yeah bring that. So I think what I would love to see is actually the new fifty two version of that, where basically Joker gets his face cut off. By a villain. Okay. And he comes back to the police station to get his face back. He's been gone for a year. No one knows oh what happens God. to him. Okay. But he goes and he gets his, his face and he like staples it back to his, his head. Oh, and he good kills Lord. he kills like twenty officers in the Gotham Police Department except for Jim Gordon. And it's one of the most terrifying things I've ever seen. Cause he's like, Hey, he he somehow flips the lights off and he walks in, and he's like, Hey Jim, I've got a joke for you. He's like, knock, knock. He's like, let him go. He's like, you hear him like breaking other people's necks as he's walking around the room, stabbing people, just telling jokes yeah. and murdering people. And Gordon's like, holy shit. And then finally, he, like the lights come on. Everyone around him's dead. And he's and the Joker has like this patched on face that's yeah, like slowly yeah. decaying yeah. throughout this. I would love to see Colin Farrell play that one. That yeah. would be a fucking sick. Yeah. Yeah. And he does horrible things in that. Just God awful things to people. Just so face to face to Batman. <laughs> so sorry. We're in a throwdown. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> My bad. Storytelling. <laughs> Getting a massive Joker boner. Yeah. Joker boner. <laughs> So sorry I brought that up. Ha, 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 ha. But I do feel like that Joker does defeat Batman. Yeah. Like I feel like that's when it restarts the Interesting. Oh, I see what you're saying. If that Batman dies and then another one Someone takes, takes yeah. the mantle. Interesting. And... Just because he's so like intensely like I just think driven. That, yeah, yeah. It's like he's just outpaced. Yeah. Not to diverge again, but in that series two the reason why the joker's so crazy is because he's decided that batman is not the guy that he wants to play with anymore so he decides to end the game he's actually trying to kill him oh interesting which is very interesting yeah so 
I find that would be, I, I'm I'm on board with what Shelby's saying. I feel like this is the one where they both die, but the Joker takes him with him. Like yeah. it's yeah. one of those situations where Batman gives in is like, fine, if we're gonna do this, we're gonna do this. To put an end to you, I will put an end to myself, and we're just gonna make this. Yeah, we're gonna Joker. We're gonna end this. Batman doesn't necessarily kill him, but he prevents. He, he like put there in a situation where like. In the comics, like a cavern is is collapsing, and he just won't let the Joker go. Yeah, and the Joker won't let him go. So they just kind of. So let's stand set there. the stage for this then. All right, like let's like where where are they fighting? Like are they is is has Joker has laid a trap for Batman? I'm assuming. Yeah, and Batman walks into They're it. Fighting at the docks. They're fighting at the docks. All right, mm-hmm. they're at the docks. Space docks. Not space docks. All right, they're, at, they're on Earth. All right, um, we haven't gone to space in a while, and I'm okay with that. Yeah, all right, cool. <laughs> I'll get us back there. Well, um, makes sense. So they are. Uh, oh, well, all right. No, I'll, I got to remember that. I got another idea for a throwdown next <laughs> um, So, uh, so they're at the docks. Joker's laid a trap. Batman has walked into it, uh, but knowing that the trap is being set, mm-hmm. like he's not, he's not unaware of it. So he knows it, and uh, and Joker. So let's see. Is so Joker. Uh, Joker's killed Alfred. He basically get, Joker's killed Alfred. Uh, drawn Batman. So yeah. Batman's on tilt. Joker's already to the point of Batman has foiled things to the point of where Joker is like lost it and he's really pissed off. He's killed Alfred. Batman's on tilt, so they're both playing on tilt now. Mm-hmm. They get to the docks and Joker springs a trap that actually throws Batman off balance. Batman's on the ground. Joker approaches. Go. Mm-hmm. So like Joker has blades of sorts, and he he goes to town on on Batman. So you think he can get to Batman before Batman recovers? I feel like he can do some damage to Batman. All right, uh, because again, Batman's. Not thinking clearly, like he's enraged. I also feel like at that point, like Batman's strategy would be like trying to reason, like get everybody calm and not in a combative place. Okay. Even though Alfred's dead at the Joker's hands, I, I feel like that would be like yeah, because he would be out of like Batman mindset and more like Bruce Wayne head. So mm. he would be more like I gotta do Ooh, interesting. Like what, what would Alfred do? He mm. would try and reason and like. Mm figure out why like what's the meaning of it yeah so i feel like the joker with his intent at this point to do as much harm as possible and not necessarily like like, joker's lifted the restrictions mm -hmm. his 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 lifted the limiter if you will yeah Yeah. and i feel like you know he knows he's gonna be able to pull something off so maybe his blades are tipped with poison or something like that so it's a slow-moving toxin through batman's system and uh they somehow end up in the water yeah. And uh, Batman, knowing that he's going to die, just holds on to Joker, and they both slowly And probably, drown. like, would, like, do something to, like, clip onto, like, something sunk to, like, pull yeah, them yeah. down. Yeah. yeah. I, oh, that's it right there. So he actually latched. So Joker brings him into the water with him, somehow latches Joker to him. Mm-hmm. So even though Joker's trying to push away, latches him to him. And then fires his battering down into the water yeah. and slowly just drags them both yes. into the depths. Yeah. yeah. So, okay. I feel like anytime Batman and Joker go head to head, no one, like, you have, they have to die together. Yeah. They there's there's to. no, yeah. <laughs> yeah. They're like the, those older couples that die like minutes apart. Right. You know, like, like on the Titanic, they're yeah. holding each other as yeah. the violins are playing and the yeah. water's rushing in. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. All right. 100%. There you go. They both die. <laughs> so together. they both die in a watery grave together. Yes. Yeah. yeah. To Davy Jones Lucker. Yeah. Orlando Bloom swims by on a mermaid. <laughs> awesome. We did it. Yeah. Thank you for coming by. Shelby, thank, thank you, you for, for putting up with that. Me. Yeah. Yes. Thank you so much. This has been really great, and you've had some wonderful things to talk about and thank some wonderful you. insight as well. I appreciate 
everything. Do you have anything that's going on right now that you want to promote? Anything that uh, you, where people can find you online? Yes. Um, I will be performing at the Chris Farley Cabaret and with Jim and Melissa's upcoming show, High and Mighty, which opens September 12th or 13th, whatever that Tuesday is. Fantastic. But it will be Tuesdays then through October 4th at 10.30 p.m. Wonderful. And that's the big thing, but you can always check out. Uh, I'm always doing a lot of improv stuff all over the city, so those awesome. are the big things. Yeah. Fantastic. We'll put a link to that on the on the post and on the webpage awesome. as well. So. Do you have anything anywhere where people can follow you, like Twitter or anything like that? I or? do have a Twitter and Instagram. I post much more frequently on Instagram than Twitter <laughs> or Facebook, uh, but it is at... Quinn, Q-U-I-N-N, and Tonic91. Nice. Nice. Excellent. Uh, you can find MindGap on Facebook. We're also on Twitter. We're being a little, being a little more active on We there. are being a little more active. <laughs> We're at MindGap Podcast, and Justin has a website. You can find me online at justinstrandland.com. You can listen to this podcast, as well as the other one I do every Monday with Milos Stevanovich. It's called The Best Bar Podcast Ever, and it truly is the, the best, best bar, bar podcast, podcast ever. ever. <laughs> Uh, you can find me online uh, uh, on Twitter, uh, Instagram, and Snapchat. Uh, even though I'm using Snapchat less and less frequently because I just I, I don't get it. Um, I'm, I've I tried really hard. I like the face thing that you can do where you put the masks on your face. Yeah. Uh, it's really fun. I don't know if you kids have seen this, but it's really fun. Yeah. Uh, at Justin underscore Michael M I K E L. It's spelled the fun way. And then uh, while you're in the online realm, check us out. On iTunes, subscribe to us, review us, let us know if you uh, have a topic you want us to discuss or if you think you uh, have what it takes to uh, spelunk in the mind gaps that we create. Uh, let I us know. know if we, I like that. But. We might have you on the show. <laughs> um, and then 2 East 8th Productions, it's 2EastEighth.com and 2EastEighth on all social medias. And I, real quick before we go, guys, I think Justin has an announcement. Oh, yes. Uh, for anyone who was interested uh, in purchasing the desk that was promoted in the podcast uh, a few <laughs> weeks ago, it is no longer for sale. Uh oh! So I'm very sorry uh, about that, and uh, congratulations to Oscar for buying that. You're the best. And I Oscar. hope he has a wonderful time with that desk. And I'm sorry for anyone who wanted it, but you moved too slow. So fuck you, Shelby. Thanks again for being here. Thank you for having me, <laughs> Justin. Thank you for being here, Douglas. Thank you for saying thank you for being here, and Shelby. Thank you for being here. Oh, thank you. <laughs> Guys, we love you and we'll see you next week. Ta-ta! Mind Gap Podcast.